Hello, HR professionals. Good news. This episode of the Great Retention Podcast is valid for 0.5 professional development credits towards SHRM CP, SHRM SCP, and HRCI recertification. Stay tuned to access your certification code. When I came into the organization, I purposely met with one-on-one with employees. I opened that door or I, I broke that door down to make people feel comfortable and to um, be connected to your employees. As a people leader, that's important. Welcome to The Great Retention, a show spotlighting executive leaders who have built award-winning cultures where people feel empowered, seen, and recognized. In today's episode, John Dewsberg sits down with Kim Shamley, Vice President of People and Culture at Souls for Souls, the nonprofit turning shoes and clothing into opportunity. Souls for Souls keeps shoes and clothing from going to waste and puts them to good use, providing relief, creating jobs, and empowering people to break the cycle of poverty. Kim and John talk about what culture means at Souls for Souls, the importance of building connections with your team members, and the events beyond the Great Resignation that have led to the work environment we have today. Let's jump into the conversation with Kim Shamley. Over to you, John. Kim, thank you so much for joining us here on The Great Retention. I'm so excited to um, to have you as our guest and just all talk all things uh, culture, employee experience, and all the work that you're doing at Soul for Souls. Um, but So thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, awesome. Well, you know, for our audience, um, tell us, let's start, you know, just give us the overview. Tell us about Soul for Souls. Um, you know, just, you know, kind of give us a, also a footprint, you know, employees. Uh, I know that, you know, you shared it's a work from anywhere culture. So, you know, just give us the audience a little bit of overview and also just, a, a you know, just about your role and your focus there. Um, as well. Sure, sure. Well, Souls for Souls is a small but mighty nonprofit, global nonprofit organization um, based in Nashville, Tennessee. We have about 75 employees, and we have employees in Canada and the Netherlands and um, a few other places, but we are a global nonprofit. Our um, tagline is turning shoes and clothing into opportunity. So we work together to empower people and um, provide services and relief through donations of and distribution of uh, clothing and shoes. And that's just um, something we've done for a number of years. We're, we're coming up on uh, 15 plus years and we enjoy doing this and we enjoy providing to the underserved, whether that's in the U.S. or it's abroad. Um, I started with the company January of 2022 as the first uh, VP of people and culture. And people is just who I am, who I look out for. You know, I'm an employee first and I am sure to treat others like I would like to be treated. So just the values and the vision that Souls for Souls had is just really what attracted me to the organization. And coming in, um, luckily my teammate 
is uh, a 10 year, almost 10 year veteran of at Souls for Souls. So I had some backup and some strength to my role, but it's really all about the people. We have a work from anywhere culture and uh, policy that's great. Even though we have warehouses, it's not no, so much work from anywhere on the warehouse side, but right. on the office side, we have people everywhere and they travel, they're at their grandma's house or they're at their parents' home. They can still work and do the, the most important work that we do in making sure that we are um, just following our core values. I love it. And yeah, we'll make sure that um, that we also share how how people can find out more about Soul for Soul for Souls and and even, you know, help contribute and make an impact. Um, so love that. And I also loved how, you know, you, you kind of put people at the forefront, right? You said, hey, I'm an employee too, right? And that's what that's what kind of attracted you and drew you um, you know, into the into this role. And and this is something, you know, part of the great retention we're passionate about is how do you become purpose-driven? And you mentioned, you know, your values and mission as, as really a critical part. So that kind of leads me into the, my next question, which um, is really around culture, right? And so I'd love to hear, and so you mentioned a work from anywhere culture. So I'd love to hear, you know, what is what does culture mean, you know, at Soul for Souls? What does that look like? But also what does it mean to you as a leader, um, you know, has that, has that, you know, changed, uh, since you've come in, I just, any, you know, just kind of that overview around culture would love to hear more about that. You know, culture to me is the character and the personality of an organization. I think it's a big deal at Souls for Souls. We push people to bring their authentic selves to, um, bring themselves to the table and whatever that means. So in my opinion, an organization's culture is the personality, the goals, the vision, the background of everyone that's involved in the organization. So that's what culture really means means to me. And I think that uh, Souls for Souls already had a strong foundation. They were already global. They had a lot of people working not just based in Nashville, Tennessee, but in other places as well. So we kind of were ahead of the game with that a little bit. But uh, culture is just the fabric of an organization and what that looks like. And ensuring that people are comfortable, that people are um, just bringing themselves to the organization um, without hesitancy. And that's what really what culture, culture means to me and also how we really portray that and ask um, that of our employees to really tie into the mission, the vision, the strategy that we have. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, um, I love how you said it's, it's, it's the personality, <laughs> um, right? And it's the yes. goals, it's the, it's the authentic self all coming together. Um, you know, one of the things that, that, you know, when I speak to a lot of other leaders, you know, one of the challenges I'll say I hear is, well, how do you maintain that personality when people don't, you know, see each other on a regular basis, right? You work remote, but you're headquartered in Nashville, but you got folks global, right? So talk to us a little bit about that work from anywhere culture. How have you made that work, right? Are there certain things or, or, or uh, strategies that you put in place, I guess, to keep people feeling connected? How do you keep that sustainable love to hear your kind of distributed teams uh, experience there. 
Yeah, you know, um, before I started, so I can't take credit for this, but we had what we call MMM, Monday morning meetings, and that's with the entire organization. And a part of those is discussing the core values. Now, our core values, it's acrostic that spells out team, but it's uh, transparent, um, entrepreneurial, accountable, meaningful. And we focus on that every Monday morning meeting. So it's a chance for everyone to get together on our Zoom call and talk through our core values. There's always someone that's chosen in the organization to present on a core value, but that's our way of keeping it at the forefront. In addition to that, uh, we just came off of our staff retreat where we bring our employees together to just go over prior year um, work, looking to, toward the future, so current state, future state celebrations, what we're, what's on the horizon for us. And it's a time for everyone to get together and talk through that. Um, this was the first one from, since in two years, so post-pandemic, wow. and b- people were very excited. The feedback that we received was great, um, just that this was the best retreat because we were all focused on the internal we didn't have any external speakers. It was time for us all to come together. Some people we haven't met in person and the first time meeting in person and just talk about our culture, our core values, what's next for us. Um, our fiscal year ends in July or June 30th and we start July 1st. So this was a great um, way to get together at the beginning of our fiscal year um, to meet each other and to talk through how we're all connected. Um, I will say that our organization does pretty well with connecting via Zoom. And um, the icing on the cake was meeting everyone in person. And now it kind of recharged us. It gave us some more energy with meeting on Zoom. So it, it was like the meeting in the middle type of event. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's you know funny you say that because we um, you know right now you know once a quarter slash you know every four months or so we we fly our whole team in and the feedback we get is that's the most special meaningful <laughs> you know exactly. two days the the you know re, you know regardless of what else we do that's what people are talking about um, and so that that kind of human connection in person. I guess that that still is it's a recharge time. Yeah. You know, it's it's a recharge time, and some of our teams get together outside of those things, you know, and they'll meet in Nashville throughout the year and just connect. So it, it's just a, a great. Uh, it's not a mandatory thing that we put on people, but something that people want to do. And usually, employees don't want a two day retreat, but they say, "Oh, it could be longer." We do want two full days next year. So yeah. the survey that we we put out all of those. Uh, recommendations we're going to take into consideration and then build on what the staff retreat looks like next year. Interesting. So, so a couple, couple questions on this, because this is something I feel like, you know, it's, 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 it's not a one and done thing. So I love how you're saying you're doing the survey. You're going to continue to evolve and innovate on the retreats, but you know, it's like you, you got to constantly be paying attention to this. I feel like as a leadership team and, um, but I want to go back to one thing you mentioned about the MMM. Um, and so, so you said that someone uh, shares uh, about, I guess, living out one of the core values. So is yes. that, tell, tell us a little, so I'm just curious, because this, this sounds like a, 
something, uh, just a practical thing that, you know, as a leader, like we might be able to implement for our team. But if you don't, do you mind sharing with us a little more about what that is? Sure, sure. So each Monday morning meeting, um, a person, uh, one of our employees, they're signed one of the values to speak on and what it means to them or how they've encountered that value, whether it's transparent, uh, entrepreneurial, accountable, meaningful, and what that means. Um, and it rotates throughout the organization. So anyone can, their name can come up, you know, and it's really an enjoyable experience because everyone brings a different story. Um, this last Monday, we talked about entrepreneurial and one of our uh, leaders who is not the, the boisterous or out in front person actually led the session and brought in one of his employees that worked in the warehouse um, who came to the States from Sudan and talked about what Souls for Souls meant for him and how he's going to take that entrepreneurial value back to his country and start a school, for instance. So it, it's just really we pass that responsibility around. So it's not only just the CEO or the executive team. It's going to be people who work on a daily basis down in the trenches, out in the um, different areas that we serve, and they're going to link those core values to what their experience has been. Love that, Kim. So I'm taking notes for myself here, so thank you. Um, we get that a lot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's, it, you know, it, I feel like the personal story is what makes it real, right? And then, yeah. and then when you allow your team, you know, folks on the team to share that story, you know, they take ownership of that. So now it becomes their value, right? And that's to me when that personality, that authentic, you know, kind of self comes and it, and it just, it just um, elevates the, the overall culture. So um so love love that love that that takeaway that that you shared with us there. So that's awesome. Um, okay, so I've got to ask you this. Um, you know, so so we've got the big buzzwords, right? So a few months back, you know, the Great Resignation, which you know people have been talking about. Now, <laughs> most most recently, uh, you know, quiet quitting. Um, love to hear, you know, from a nonprofit perspective. Hey, you know, has this impacted you? Right? What what experience have you had? Um, are there anything that that you've done to be proactive when it comes to the great resignation? So what are your what are your thoughts here? I know you've got some, so let me get your, <laughs> yeah. your perspective here. Well, you know, there there were several events leading up to where we are. And I think that's important too. And that is my perspective. So I've been in this for for a while, but from that people perspective, I feel as though there are about five different events that took place that led us up to where we are. So first there was the great reorganization, um, March 13th, 2020. We all had to gather our laptops or get office, uh, home office stipends and we had to do work from home and we had to make that work. You know, it, it's funny because I was at a different organization and I just looked at an email that I sent out February 29th 
of 2020 saying, I think this is going to be a big deal. We need to start planning for this. And that was a Saturday. But um, we had to reshuffle. We had to reorganize. We had to make this work. And we did not have a lot of time to do that. And then it came the, the great revelation, as I call it, because we were in the trenches. I would say six to nine months in, people were saying, oh, you know what? This can work. You know, I think a lot of people may have looked down on working from home um, in the past, but when it's all you can do to really keep afloat and keep your customers in in place and everything, then you make it work. So that revelation was there. And then um, the great resignation, as you you mentioned, um, I think that was probably around the time when we were all preparing return to work types of plans and getting people to come back into the office and things like that. And I think people were kind of seeking um, for a different shelter. I think the the pandemic gave us the time to reset, to reconnect with ourselves, to acknowledge where we wanted to be just in our careers. And uh, there were people saying, you know what, I think I want to find my purpose. I don't want to go back into the office. Maybe I want to work over here where I can stay at my parents' house and work and still be um, very productive. And then the the great recognition when everyone started to resign and people started to say, you know what, I'm going to explore my options. We thought about let's recognize who we still have in place and let's provide the incentive for people to stay with an organization that uh, cares for them, that we share the same core values, those types of things. Yep. Um, and then coming into the great retention, how are we keeping them? You know, the buzzword before it was attract and retain. Right. We always had that. So now it's for real, for real, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that we need to have a retention plan to keep our staff motivated, to hear from them, to to hear their ideas, you know, um, Luckily, with our organization, we did not lose a lot of people during the um, pandemic. We stayed open, um, we stayed afloat, and um, very little turnover. Um, and I, I would say it was probably turnover after we opened up again and things like that. And that was not for reasons you would think. It was more, you know, just some decisions going back to school or maybe this isn't the right fit. So. Um, But we had a a solid organization that did not experience a lot of turnover. And so here we are in that retention phase. We don't know what re-something else is coming up, but right now focusing on keeping our employees engaged and um, making sure that they are um, comfortable in their space. Got it. so thank you. I, I I think that's the most uh, eloquent way that I've heard, you know, the great resignation broken down. <laughs> uh, and it makes sense. It makes sense, Kim. Like, I mean, I, I you know, I, hey, you know, I'm, I'm an employee. I'm, I'm now being asked to come back in. I'm looking, hey, I've realized that I can do this, right? And exactly. now I've got my dog here that thinks that I belong at home, you know? And so it's like, exactly. and so, I mean, so it makes sense. And it's, if it, and if I don't feel appreciated, if I don't feel seen and heard, and if I don't feel like I'm aligned to that mission, yeah, you know, Hey, I, I, exactly. I'm, 
you know, so, so it makes a lot of sense. And it, it sounds like for, for you and, and the leadership team at, at souls for souls that, you know, this is understood. And so you're focusing on, okay, um, from a retention perspective, you know, at the MMM, how do we, you know, at the Monday morning meetings, how do we really highlight our values? Right. Exactly. Um, when you, you're, you know, you're doing the, the retreats and, and every, it sounds like everyone's coming to those retreats. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Outside yeah. of some of our warehouse staff mm-hmm. um, and, and they've made some have made those choices not to come because they are continuing to do the work um, that we, we have to do there. But um, I would say about 45 to 50 employees do come and and talk through things and listen and you know it's just I think a lot of people may have felt as though oh the great resignation what are we going to do but in a way I think some employers kind of capitalized on that I know we did as far as doing the work from anywhere it opened up the borders we didn't have to just focus on one geographic location and it also pushed us to look beyond where we already have a footprint to say, hey, if we can be over here, then we can go over there too. And yeah. let's see if we can have some partnerships. So yeah. it was good all around. Yeah, it, it makes sense. Just like you said, just as a, an employee might be looking in across the country for new opportunities from an employer's perspective or a leadership perspective, I can look for you know, for new, new folks to join our team across the country as well. So I, exactly. I, I do, um, that, that, you know, it's a, the glass half full, right. It's an opportunity. Right. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah, no, this is, this is great. I mean, it's a, it's a great reminder to, you know, to, 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 especially I, I you know, from a nonprofit where, you know, you get to share this impact story, right. You get to share this mission, this purpose and, um, and uh, just make that, you know, kind of a, a, a central theme and foundation for, 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 for the culture. Um, yeah. And I love that, yeah. you know. And we ensure our partners are in alignment with that as well. We have some pretty big names that we partner with, um, DSW, Adidas, Nike, you know, they are partners with us and they share in those same core values. So it it really helps and you can see the excitement around the good work that's being done. Love it. Love it. So so this has been wonderful, Kim. Um, thank you again so much for joining us here on The Great Retention. And, you know, is there any practical piece of advice or kind of lessons learned that, you know, through your experience at Soul for Souls for Souls or just overall that that you can share when it comes to you know, creating that connection, that culture, you know, that, that you've described today. But before you share that, also, how, if someone wanted to get plugged into Soul for Souls or, or contribute or help in any way, if you could share how, how, how people would access that, that'd be great too. Sure, sure. Well, they could access our website, uh, soulsforsouls.org. So it's S-O-L-E-S, the number four, and S-O-U-L-S dot O-R-G. And they can you know, we're very transparent with our, um, where we, we're, we're doing and the distribution events and um, all the opportunities that we have there. Um, we often have events in various states and, and cities, so be on the lookout for that. But, you know, just drop off or send us some shoes. We have yeah. a partnership with Zappos, and Zappos will send your shoes to us for free. So okay. um, just being able to, to do that. and. Um, 
of course, if if you're interested in getting in touch with me directly, Kim S, as in Sam, at soulsforsouls.org. And, uh, you know, let's connect and see what other good or how people can be of good service to the the world because that's who we're we're serving. Love it. Okay. All right. And so now leave us with some, you know, one uh, good, good kind of practical takeaway. I'd love to, you know, sum it up and, and this is wonderful, Kim. So thank you. But yeah, any, <laughs> any kind of parting thoughts as, as we, as we wrap up today? I just say, uh, I would just suggest being authentic and um, pulling others along. You know, I think with each organization that I've been a part of, and it, it didn't stop with Souls for Souls. When I came into the organization, I purposely met with one-on-one with employees. I opened that door or I I broke that door down (laughs) to make people feel comfortable and to um, be connected to your employees. As a people leader, that's important. Um, It may not be uh, an ongoing thing because, you know, our calendars get full, but it was important for me in my first 90 days to really make those connections and to still have um, virtual types of reunions and, and meetings. Uh, once a month, I, I try to do that, have a virtual meeting with Kim so that people can come in and talk about their ideas, talk about questions or, or ask me questions of what's going on from a people perspective. Um, so allowing for that time and being authentic about it, being real about it, you learn so much from employees when you're, you're talking with them. And so expand your circle is basically what, I, what I'm saying. Um, the authenticity and just expanding your circles to let some of those folks in that um, you may not get a chance to meet with on a day-to-day basis. Love that, expanding the circle. All right, yes. I'm, I'm all about it. So um, Kim, thank you again uh, for joining us today on The Great Retention. Um, love the work that you're doing. Love um, just the, the leadership perspective that you bring. And it was just wonderful to get to learn more um, you know, about the organization and, and all the work that, that you're doing there today. So thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm glad that you have this platform. It's, it's very important in this day and age. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> That wraps up another edition of The Great Retention. Thank you for joining us and being a leader who genuinely cares about recognizing and empowering the everyday hero and the team members around you. We are proud to support your leadership journey and grateful for your support of this podcast. If you haven't already, please rate the show on Apple Podcasts and share it with a friend. This helps us get this content in front of more aspiring people-first business leaders. If you'd like more perspectives on how to create exceptional cultures around award-winning talent, Go to coolleaf.com and sign up for our newsletter to get them straight into your inbox two times per month. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the help from our production team at Chat with Leaders Media. Learn how you can launch your own podcast to grow your business at chatwithleaders.com. Thanks again for listening. Now go be people first leaders by celebrating and connecting your people today. HR professionals, thanks for listening. As promised, this episode of the Great Retention Podcast is valid for 0.5 professional development credits towards SHRM CP, SHRM SCP, and HRCI recertification. To claim your SHRM credit, please visit thegreatretention.com slash SHRM. To claim your HRCI credit, 
please visit thegreatretention.com slash HRCI. Complete the three-question form to receive your certification code. That's thegreatretention.com slash SHRM and thegreatretention.com slash HRCI.